And we talked about that in our, our recent workshop, Money Matters, about this, the difference between an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset. And when you are living in scarcity, you only have the ability to see short term and what's right in front of you. And that's why you can't grow and expand. When you think abundantly, when you don't think of everybody as competition, you can see all avenues of expansion, right? And that's exactly what you're talking about. If you ditch the competition mindset, then you'll actually be able to grow faster. What's up, everybody? Sean Dill and Lacey Book here. Welcome to another edition of the None of Your Business podcast. We're here, not each and every week, but frequently, we are here each and every yeah, week. we're here each and every week. Well, we're here to help you <laughs> to reach more people, make a greater impact, and create the lifestyle that you deserve. And today, I want to talk about leverage because we had a couple of weeks ago, we had an interview with Nick Sonnenberg. Mm hmm from a company called Leverage. We're gonna talk about a little bit different leverage, but they kind of go hand in hand because here's what happens is Nick's company, getleverage.com, if you wanna check it out, called Leverage, is a company that helps you to leverage knowledge base, communication strategies, tools, um, tech stacks, mm -hmm. in order to get more efficiencies out of your life. But that's not the only type of leverage that there is. In business, and especially at this time, I think it's super important that people understand that leverage is all around us. Sure. But what I hear frequently is, I don't know how to leverage. People ask us all the time, well, how are you guys doing what you are doing? Well, the majority of what we do is based off of pretty much two things. One is relationships. relationships. You're going to say that and one. The second is leverage, but they go hand in hand. Right. Right. In order to create leverage, you must have, have the relationship. I was going to say you must have the right people around you right. and that you're connected with in order to have any kind of leverage. Right. And so but here's, here's one of the other things is leverage sometimes has a negative um, definition, like mm. I'm leveraging you, yeah. I'm using you. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. Um, a third word that we uh, identify with and that you'll hear a lot is collaboration. Yeah. So leverage is more collaboration. I'm going to leverage your strengths and my strengths so that we both win. Now, I also heard a discussion. We did a workshop not so, too long ago where somebody said, well, you know, there's a lot of popular theories that say there is no such thing as a win-win that somebody always loses. Right. Well, I disagree with that vehemently. And I know the context. The context was too. coming from like a, a hostage negotiation context. Well, right. I agree. Like when there's a standoff, you know. That's like a pick hostages. your poison kind yeah, of there's scenario. Probably no, like, you know, yeah. yeah, or maybe there's if there no was a. no real good outcome. A nuclear arms crisis, <laughs> right. right? There's like, you know, maybe where there's no win-win. But we're, in business, of course, you can create win-win strategies all the and time. And in relationships, just as and an aside. We talk about that a yeah, lot we talk in about, some of the seminars yeah, we do. We talk about no compromise. Right. Right. I'm not going to compromise what I'm trying to do for you or for the business partner or for the, you know, everybody can, can get, get out get of what life they want. what yes. they want. Yeah. So I want to talk about a couple of things that we can do to get leverage, not in the Nick Sonnenberg way. I right. mean, in your business way. So first of all, 
the whole thing starts with you having a strong understanding of the assets that you provide. What okay. service or the assets that you have? What service do you provide? And what are the assets that you possess? A lot of times people's initial gut reaction, especially if you're new in business, is I don't have any. Well, obviously you have something if you're going to start a business. Right. You must have something. So one, <laughs> is something. it could be even the talent skill in the delivery of the service that you provide. That would right. be an asset. Like I might be the best XYZ on the planet. It could be your time. You know, a lot of times when you're starting a business, there's a lot of people out there that you're trying to collaborate with or connect with that may need help with something. And yep. because you're not, your books aren't full, maybe you have time to help them. There's a lot of assets and things and services that you can provide when you're getting started. Next step is, and so I want to go a little more granular here, not just uh, 30,000 foot. So now I want you to think about the actual service that you provide to the world. Like okay. From the none of your business standpoint, you know, helping service providers, well, what's the service that you offer to the world? The next step is identify who you help and what you help them do. Right. So who do you help and what do you help them do? And if you are you know, stuck there, highly recommend checking out Book Yourself Solid, yep. the book by Michael Port. This, this also, is called your who and do what statement. Who and this do, is how do he references Also, I want to direct people to um, the Book Yourself Solid Facebook group that's yep. run by Matthew Kimberly. Um, two great resources that help you really clarify and decide what it is you do yeah. and then who you help and what you help them well, do. And I just want to add one thing here before you move on to the next step. Another reason this is so important in your business, the more that you can identify this and explain it really well, the more people will understand what you do. So, to, so often in communication, we can't effectively communicate who we help and how we do it. And so then it becomes really difficult for people to send business your way. So this right here, this one step will help you get more business. And what you help them do is also, like if I said I help golfers, do what? Do what? Like yeah. get a better score, recover faster. Shave one stroke off of there. Cut better. Yeah. I mean, that you have to what? be really clear what you help them do. Step number three, identify who else helps those same people do the same thing. Ooh. Now I'm going to throw a curveball here. Um, you know, but that's step number three. Identify who else helps those same people do the same thing. So I help golfers um, hit the ball longer off the tee. So next, I, you know, well, who else does that? Now, one, there's sometimes is a, is a tendency to fall in this category of nobody. Right. I'm the only one. That it can may do be that. true. Sure. It may be true. Sure. That might exist. But in most cases, it, in, look, maybe they're not in your town yeah. or your state or your country. But like, are there other people on the planet that are helping the same people do the same thing? Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Now, why is this important? Well, here's the curveball, because oftentimes people think that that is competition. Competition. We're here today to talk about leverage. Right. Well, there might be opportunities to leverage. If I knew other people that were helping other, uh, the same people that I work with do the exact same thing, like you said, maybe their books are full. Yeah. So maybe they want to offload some of their overflow onto me because I have time. You said that could be an asset that I have. Maybe they charge um, a very high fee because they've been around for a while. And, um, you know, I might be an option for anybody who couldn't afford their services. Or maybe you're not even getting the results you would like with somebody that you're helping and you have a place to send them to see if they can get different results. That builds your business too, referring out appropriately. Now, what if I'm like listening to this podcast? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I'm about to turn it off because I'm already doing very well. I got that email the other day. Well, you know, 
Sean, I have a boat and a car and a plane and I hang out by the lake and drink Coors Light every Friday night. Well, good for you. That I mean, high five. Well, then you don't need me. Um, I mean, I can refer you to, you know, boat people or lake no, people. That's so limiting. We always need coaching. We, we always, always need, need coaching. Help, but I mean, no this is what the person well was do. saying to me. But yeah. here, here's the thing. So if you're in that before you turn it off, before you go. <laughs> don't go. If you're doing really well and you identify other people who are doing the same thing that help the same people do the same thing as you. Maybe, maybe you could buy their business. Well, or maybe they would serve as your overflow. So I'm not oh, only yeah. talking to startups here. Right. I'm talking about, look, I've got a six month wait to get in with me. Yeah. I do have another option if it's urgent for you to hit the ball longer off the tee. I have a, a um, you know, a junior apprentice that I've been sort of mentoring. I'm trying to get their books filled. It makes you look good, right. by the way, when you do this. It doesn't make you look bad. Um, there's opportunity and there's leverage that goes both ways again because it's a win-win situation but again it could be an opportunity depending on the nature of your business for expansion yep if there's somebody else out there doing what you do and they need a little help i mean that's a really great opportunity that oftentimes gets overlooked and because people are worried about competition yeah how about i you know yeah, i've already built leverage. my business to five million dollars i'm gonna teach um, you how i'd love to teach you how but i'll do it you know for 10 percent of your growth yeah or 25 percent of your growth and there i don't even go. want what you've have i only want the growth that i add on as a result of my mentorship i mean that Killer. is leverage next is um identify who else helps those same people do other things and so this, this is, is like so this is somebody that will teach their expert in teaching putting or pitching yeah i love it so now i'm forming my team and i also need to i, I mean and, and look if we're going to use stay on this example so i help people hit the ball five yards further off the tee i need to know the equipment guy that i so he sells golf equipment i need to know the Analyzes apparel guy what equipment you need right i need right. to know i need the to, shoe guy the, yes the shoe guy <laughs> The membership guy who's selling the memberships, the head pros. I need to know the trainers who are so training those these people guys. people that serve your target market, your yes. ideal client. Now there's sure. leverage In here because I might, through my program of helping people hit the ball farther off the tee, I might realize that a lot of these people that I'm working with, they need new equipment. Right. So now if I know the equipment guy, I can go to the equipment guy and say, look, I can send you people all day long. Um, I would be willing to do that. And now here comes leverage. And I might say I'd be willing to do that for a cut of the profit on what the business that I generate. Mm -hmm. I might be willing to do that if you would um, refer people, refer to, people me. to me or yeah. maybe Make everybody, or everybody that buys a, a equipment from you, you put my flyer in it and yeah. let them know, did you know Sean helps people hit the ball further off the tee, right? So there's tons of opportunities. And, and again, here's what happens is if you view everybody as competition, mm -hmm. you get sideways on this idea of leverage. And that truly is a limiting belief. We, and we talked about that in our, our recent workshop, Money Matters, about this, the difference between an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset. And when you are living in scarcity, you only have the ability to see short term and what's right in front of you. And that's why you can't grow and expand. When you think abundantly, when you don't think of everybody as competition, you can see all avenues of expansion. Right. And that's exactly what you're talking about. If you ditch the competition mindset, then you'll actually be able to grow faster. Yes, because, you know, it's not a it's not a limited supply of golfers well, and plenty. the golfers don't have a limited supply of money. Right. There's enough to go around to everybody, everybody. that's in that industry. Yep. If everybody knew how to play right how to play, play along nice. with each other i mean they need golf balls they need you know towels they need you know golf carts they, i mean it's everything and then sure. you start to figure this out next 
Number five is identify how you, so write down how you create awareness about who you are and what you have to Mm. offer the world. So how are people getting to know that you help people hit the ball longer off the tee? Right. Maybe you use email, uh, social media. Maybe you've built a couple of um, free courses, um, some little teaser courses with a few tips on how to hit the ball longer off Maybe the Maybe you do classes with all these other other the people that you've identified that well, this help is, yes, the but not, individual. I'm saying what you actually do. So I'm oh, not brainstorming. You. I'm just saying what the, the step number five is what do you do? Oh, gotcha. So I, I send emails out and I have a social media group. Or, you know, what I need, I, I want you to identify how, how do people how know? Do you, how do you create brand awareness? I give every student two yeah. business cards. What I don't know, whatever you do, I want you to write that down. And then number six is I want you to actually sit and think about how those other people, Got it. how they create awareness about what they do. Yep. So you're like, well, I mostly do like email blasts, but I noticed that um, Jim, who sells equipment, he mostly does trade shows. Right. Okay. And the idea isn't, I'm not saying, oh, maybe you should do trade shows. This is just taking inventory. Take a look at it, right? I know I know who I help and what I help them do, right? Mm-hmm. And I know what I do and I know who I help and what I help them do. I know other people in my space that help the same people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I know other people in my space that help the same people do other things. I now know how I market my services to those people. Mm-hmm. And now I've taken inventory of how everybody else Markets their services to the same people. I see it. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Step number seven, identify how you can then leverage your opportunities. So, you know, Jay teaches this concept and, 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 you know, he has a couple of his like cornerstone power Parthenon and these things that, but Jay Abraham, one of the things that I love is, and he doesn't talk about this that much is your biggest Question, concern, obstacle, or opportunity. This has become foundational in our consulting um, because, you know, Eric Thomas in in an interview, and if you have not yet secured your summer camp tickets and you want to see people like Jordan Belfort, Eric Thomas, and Lacey and myself, you guys need to get those at www.comedosummercamp.com. Eric Thomas on the None of Your Business podcast made a point of it's easy to find what you're looking for. Right. If you're not looking for it. But here's the thing opportunities to create leverage are everywhere but most of you have just never thought about it you're not uh, you're not being aware of it and actively looking and so then what happens is then people say oh i I, i've heard you speak about leverage but there's none of that's available to me." right because you haven't identified the opportunity and you're not actively looking for it and you don't even know what you're looking for not even just being aware that there's opportunity all around you but if you haven't done the previous steps you wouldn't even be able to recognize opportunity if it slapped you in the face so now we are to where you were earlier so i have a massive email list of five thousand golfers well i could leverage my opportunity to help others by maybe asking you if you want to put a promo in one of my email blasts that would give people, you know, a discount off of the equipment. Ah. I might go to various golf courses around the community and ask if they want to do a buy one round, get one free. And I would email blast because I have email blasts, right? right? Because that's what I have. Step number eight is identify how you can leverage their opportunities to help you. Because like I said, I would say to you, because you sell a lot of equipment, maybe we could put one of my postcards in the in the shopping bag when people are purchasing right. from you. Maybe at the golf shop, if I'm going to have the buy one round, get one free on my email, because that's the asset I possess, 
maybe they would be willing to put up you know something in the golf in the pro shop or maybe even they would allow me to do some you know some sort of a class out on the driving range one saturday afternoon see again opportunities are everywhere but you have to think about how these opportunities apply in your space love that i think that you know look i would just say in closing you know people have lists email lists other people have big lists you could cross promote other people have big facebook pages and groups Mm -hmm. that they're active in Um, other people have influence hey um, you know i'd be willing to help you to get um, a lot of business if maybe you would in in your um, facebook lives that you do for the golf industry or maybe when you appear on the golf channel maybe you could mention my my program right so you leveraging influence Um, people have relationships Hey, I'll do this for you, but could you introduce me to the head pro over at Crooked Stick Golf Club? I've been meaning to try and break in with that community. All I'm asking for is an introduction, mm-hmm. right? So people have all kinds of, of assets that you may not possess, but if you could leverage, so there it is, if you could leverage your assets in a positive way that will help them and then know in advance, I'm asking you to leverage your asset to help me. I don't know how, by definition, that is not a win-win situation. I love it. It absolutely is. Don't let the leverage opportunities pass you by because you're not willing to do the work. This day forward, I want you to wake up every day and ask yourself, what is the biggest question, concern, obstacle? And today I want you to focus on opportunity. Mm. Like you begin to realize that opportunity is everywhere. And then you say, okay, so now that I've identified the opportunity, I'm going to take the positive steps to create leverage so that I can create a win-win situation. Of course, you want to win. You want to be benefited. But the key to getting ahead is finding out really how you can help other people win and benefit as well. I promise you, if you do this, your business is going to grow beyond your wildest belief. You're going to reach more people. Anything else? That's it. All right. We'll be back again soon with another edition of the None of Your Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, share this podcast with other people. And if you have not yet, please leave us a five-star review.